Hi, you are listening to Friarside Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here in the new year with my good friend, Father Mike. Great to be with you, Emma. Good. Thanks so much for uh, inviting me to be a part of your podcast. Oh, you know, well, his, it was all my brainchild. You had nothing to do with it. I know. I'm just the super genius. You are. And you are. the very generous host who... How do you, you know. do it? Really. All this in a new year, too. So glad to be back with our listeners and uh, talking yeah. about some fun stuff today. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, today I kind of wanted to talk about friends and, like, how we go about like, do we choose our friends? Mm. Um, should we? How? What should be like priorities around that kind of stuff? But are you having a friend crisis? Is that is that why we're talking about this? <laughs> yeah, I, I really need some Your personal advice on some of my. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm I know some right of your now. friends, and that's uh, you do need. Some. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're no names, probably no listening names, to this. No names. <laughs> Rob, if you're listening, Rob, he's stop. definitely not talking about you. <laughs> not at all. Um, but yeah, so what about, um, I'm always amazed, like you you talk about your buddies from high school. Yeah. Like you still get together every year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the hardest thing, uh, we're so mobile these yeah. days, all of us, you know, and, and trying to stay connected with friends from... Um, from way back can be uh, can be a real challenge, but I think if you're intentional about it, mm-hmm. you know, and and some of the other stuff is uh, what do we do in the interim, even when we are distant from our friends, to be able to to stay connected. But um, yeah, I, I I have a bunch of guys that you know I, I went to high school with, or, or you know even just connected with because of the, uh, the our high school experience that. Uh, that I've stayed in good uh, good contact with. So, yeah. yeah, I love those guys. How, how did you, like, get to be friends? Was it just, like, a product of circumstances? Or, like, were you interested in similar things? Or what? No, I mean, I think some of it uh, was just things that we did uh, in common mm-hmm. and got, you know, got to know each other. And then um, ways in which our lives intertwined thereafter, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I think God's pretty amazing that way in bringing people into our lives and then bringing people back into our lives and allowing those things to, to, to sort of flourish really uh, uniquely, you know. And, and so, you know, it's interesting. Uh, my one friend, Marty, um, he was – we went to the same elementary school, mm. believe it or not. And he was in my older sister's class. And then we went to the same high school. He was a few years older than I, I was. And actually he was uh, early on – you know, I knew him and, and the like from – from church and from our school and uh, and then in high school. But um, he was probably closer friends with my next oldest sister and brother-in-law. And mm. then it wasn't until I got back to my high, old high school that, you know, we picked up again and, and started, uh, you know, being, uh, uh, you know, being in, engaged in, in different uh, things together mm-hmm. and drew closer together. And, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, a, a, that's just a fun way in which friendship can be a, a really very circuitous route. You know? Yeah, I, I feel that. Um, Michelle in our office was like a year below me at Duke, but we weren't really friends in undergrad, even though we had so many friends in common. I mean, it was because she intimidated me. <laughs> <laughs> she scared me. She's she, very frightening she, at four foot she, seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but she always has such a serious face. And I was not a serious person in college. Um, and she, she just really intimidated me. And then when, you know, we both worked for the Catholic Center. Now I like can't imagine my life without my friend Michelle. Right. Like she's 
it's so important to my weekly experience. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just we were not friends, even though we knew who each other were. And then you put us together and you realize like, oh, we actually have like we have very similar values. We can like talk about things and like good conversations. And when I'm struggling with something, I know I can like go to her. Yeah. And you can't tell a book by its cover. You know, you say that you, <laughs> yeah. you thought she was so serious. And I'm sure every, we all have a serious side, but she's she's a lot of fun, too. You oh, know? And so yes, she definitely the beauty is. of friendship is the, the more we get to know our friends, mm-hmm. the more we see sides of them that we never imagined. Mm-hmm. And. There, it's you know, it's like the the beauty of creation. You know that sunrise is beautiful and has its own sort of look, but sunset, you know, has a very different look, mm-hmm. but is beautiful as well. You know, and so uh, I think there's um, there's a lesson in that too. Yeah, it's really incredible. Especially, I feel like friends that you make when you're younger in high school and college and maybe even like post-grad life like you're very much still growing I mean I guess you're growing your whole life but like those are definitely very formative years and as you like grow together you like learn about each other together and help each other like you she helps me learn about myself sure um, which I feel like a good friend a good friend should help you do no I I I think that's true but I, I don't think that uh the, the length of time of friendship has mm-hmm. to be the determining factor. My mom, you know, is 78 and is still meeting new friends. And the new friends she meets, she's very impacted by. And they can become very close friends mm-hmm. now at this, you know, stage in her life. And yeah. so, you know, I, I feel the same way that, you know, I've met some people later in my life that I've gotten to be friendly with mm-hmm. that are and that I consider very good friends that, you know, it, it doesn't have to be that I've known them for 20 years, yeah. you know. So I think it's always being true. open to there's a new best friend potentially right around the corner, mm-hmm. you know, or you you might have just met a new best friend, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So what do you think about, it seems like we don't, we don't like consciously like choose our friends, like meet someone and we're like, well, I mean, I guess there are sometimes some some people we meet them we're like that person is awesome. I want to be their sure. friend. But I feel like most often it just like naturally develops or doesn't. But like should we be conscious about qualities that we're looking for in friends? Yeah, I, I mean, I I wonder um is it organic um in the sense that we have absolutely nothing to say about who our friends become? Or is it organic in the sense that we till a certain kind of soil Mm -hmm. for a Mm -hmm. certain kind of friendship to emerge? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think it's more the latter than sort of this haphazard whoever life sort of puts me in the same room with, then I end up being their friend. Um, and, and or you must pass this test to be correct. (laughs) Right. Right. But I, I do very much think that, um, we need to, uh, allow ourselves the space to say, who do I want to become Mm -hmm. as a person Mm -hmm. and believe, therefore, that the people I surround myself with Mm. will determine some of who I become. And that, you know, we all think that we're these rugged individualists, (laughs) but we're we're really not. You know, we, we tend to... Uh, associate with people that are like us and that's just the human condition so ask yourself who do you want to be like yeah you know and then you're starting to understand what your friend group's going to start looking like yeah Mm -hmm. i um 
I definitely, I definitely identify with a lot of what you said there. And it brings to mind like a bit of a tougher question too. Like I, I do think there's a dynamic a little bit, particularly in freshman year with, from my experience, freshman dorm friends, um, a lot of them, we spent a lot of time together. So we forged relationships. Um, but like several years down the, down the line a little bit, I feel like some of them are not bearing the fruit in my life that I now know I want from close friends. So like, how do you, how do you balance that? If you have history with people and relationships established, but you know that they're not like, I, I, I now know I want people who are going to make me a better version of myself and draw me closer to, to Christ. Right. What if we have people in our life who aren't doing that yeah. for us? I mean, I, I think we need to make some clear uh, distinctions in our own minds about what am I looking for in this relationship with this person mm-hmm. when they don't share necessarily my view of the world? Mm-hmm. Or, and I, I'm not saying that we have to so narrowly focus that, you know, I, I get shut off from from anyone who's not like me. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I, what I am saying, however, is let's not be naive mm-hmm. and think that folks who have a very different value system than, than ourselves that those values won't won't wear off, and so mm-hmm. I think I think we have to say that it's okay to say some people with whom I've had a relationship in the past, if their lives have gone down a different road, it's not like I you know jettison them yeah. from my Christmas card list, <laughs> you know, but rather that I recognize that what I'm looking for in that relationship mm-hmm. probably it's not going to be able to deliver, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so the quality of friendship, sure. like the type has, it will, will naturally shift. I shift. think so. As, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think intentionality is key there. Mm-hmm. You know, what am I looking for? Mm-hmm. What, you know, don't, don't think that, you know, I can have virtuous friendship without people as my friends who are seeking virtue. Yeah. Okay, wait, you know? wait, say that say that again. I like that. Sure. Don't think that I can have virtuous friendship mm-hmm. with people who I'm calling my friends who aren't seeking virtue. Mm. You know, and that's that's just a hard message, you know, and yeah. we could wish we can wish it all we want and we can model virtue all we want and we should to our friends that maybe aren't there in their lives, but if if they're not seeking virtue, you know, in a in a proactive way, yeah. they're seeking something, yeah. You know, and what they're seeking becomes, you know, small g becomes the mm-hmm. god that they're that they're worshiping, mm-hmm. and and know that in re- in relationship with them, mm-hmm. you know, you can be taken down that road, and it's not like you know you got to be neurotic and and so fearful and you know and, and I'm, I'm not i'm not saying that i'm yeah. just saying don't be naive yeah, yeah you know yeah. don't be naive i mean i don't I think had, that your d- friends do not impact right. you and whatever their priorities right. are are still definitely right. going to impact you in a small way no matter how strong you have said your value right. set is and i i think any of us that are um honest with ourselves if we look at some of our different group you know uh friend groups mm-hmm. you know we some of them have characteristics that are different than others. Yeah. You know, I, there were friend groups I had growing up that trouble was always. <laughs> that was the key. Th- there was always a component of trouble, <laughs> you know. 
and you knew hanging out with those people some part of the evening there'd be trouble you know and so I, come on you know you you know who you know who's going to lead you where mm-hmm. and just not being naive to that and and so setting a mm-hmm. course for friendship that says the people that I really want to share my heart and my life with are people that I know are seeking virtue the way I am. Mm-hmm. Um, that that doesn't mean I don't love everybody else. It just means that I may not spend time, you know, mm-hmm. or or might not open my heart as much to those folks as the ones that you know are seeking virtue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like the distinction of like seeking virtue. Like it doesn't mean you've got to have everything figured out or be le- living like a perfectly holy life, but like you're you're striving for something that's like you know, uh, virtuous. <laughs> like striving for sure. the virtuous, you sure. know. Um <clears throat> what about so as we talk about um you know, finding friends, friendship, friend groups, whatever, I can't help but think about um all the students who are going through like the rush and recruitment process right now, whether they're on like the recruitment side or like they're on the rush side. And um, I just, I feel like every year there's like a great number of freshmen in particular who um, feel like they haven't been solidified in a friend group yet Mm -hmm. um, in their time at Duke. And so rush is like the time and the place to like do that. And I just know from past experience when we're, when we're very hungry and desperate for that sense of community and belonging, we can let some some things slide that normally we like we wouldn't think about letting slide when we're determining who are going to be our friends. Yeah, uh, I I think it's hard uh, having this conversation um, without maybe painting with too broad a brush. Mm, you know, sure. like I I don't want to uh, misrepresent Greek life as, you know, a a cesspool of... No, it is certainly not, It's not, you know, and like, be careful, you're you're going into the depths there, and, you know, (laughs) watch out for those people. No, I mean, there's some really wonderful, virtuous, awesome people. Yeah, and great friendships. And great friendships to be had. absolutely. Um, But I think your point is be clear on what some lines are Mm -hmm. that you you know, you will and won't sort of permit, you mm-hmm. know, and, and where you, you, you know, you say, nah, that's not, that's not what I'm in this for, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, anytime it's, it, it's kind of sad, you know, when, when we're willing to, um, forego our own values for the sake of friendship, mm-hmm. you know, and it, I, I always feel like that's kind of pathetic. Mm-hmm. Like that's the pathetic friend you know, who will do anything you want, um, just if you'll just be their friend, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's, that I think is a bit of a trap that can happen in group settings Mm -hmm. like Rush, Mm -hmm. where everyone, you know, is sort of saying this is all right, or this is what, this is what we do, or this is what everyone assumes gets done as we rush for a certain sorority or fraternity. Um, or SLG. And, or SLG, right. <laughs> and, and you say, uh, no, you know, everyone can do that, but I don't. Yeah. And if that means I can't get in, well, that's, you know, that's what it means. And, yeah. and I, I think most folks in these, in Greek life or, or uh, uh, 
student living groups, I, I think they respect that mm-hmm. on a certain level. Folks that are clear on who when they you can are. Be assertive and correct. Clear on and who say, you, are. you know, and, and I think our culture is, is really um, celebrating that more and more. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole Me Too movement, you know, mm-hmm. is, uh, is a testament to people who are saying, unfortunately, I found myself in a circumstance where my will was compromised, yeah. you know, and, and, and that shouldn't be. I should be able to assert my own will against, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mores or, or uh, social conventions that I disagree with. Yeah. And I, I should be able to say, no, I don't want to do that. And yeah. everyone should respect that. Yeah. So uh, I think our culture today is far more open to that mm. than than ever. So I, I just encourage any of our students who are considering that to uh, uh, be clear, but don't, you know, don't go in and as if you're some sort of blank slate and think, well, I'll just, you know, I'll figure it out as I go along because, mm-hmm. you know, it's the old adage, you know, I, um, you never <clears throat> know you cross the bridge until you cross it, yeah. you know, and then you're on the other side and say, how'd I get here? Yeah. Well, because you, you weren't clear about which bridges you didn't want to cross. Yep. I think that's very true. Um, I think about that in relationships often when I, I'm talking to students, like going into the first relationships or they have friends there or whatever. And it's like, you want to be, you want to be really clear on where your boundaries are in like romantic relationships before you get in there. Because once you're in there, like stuff is already muddy, tricky enough. Right, like right. you need to know in your heart where you're, you know. Sure. And I, I think, I think folks, you know, uh, college students in particular and young adults, they're pretty clear uh, or mostly pretty clear in relationships as far as intimate or, mm-hmm. or romantic relationships. But friendships sort mm. of have this easygoing, I don't have to give it much thought, yeah. and I don't really, you know, and, and so it's far easier to find yourself in a circumstance that is not where you wanted to end up, mm-hmm. and your friends got you there, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think, you know, the the wise person does some soul searching about mm. what, do, what do I want my friend group to look like? What, you know, what do I want to look like? Mm-hmm. And what kind of friend do I want to be? Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have we heard stories of people, young people, regretting something they didn't say mm-hmm. to someone, to a friend that ended up um, possibly, you know, could have made a difference in their lives, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think friendships we should take seriously. What we're looking for in terms of friends of ours as well as what we want to bring yeah. as a friend. Yeah. You know, do I do I raise the bar? Does mm-hmm. my presence raise the bar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a tough question yeah. to ask yourself sometimes. Yeah. Right. Does my presence raise the bar? Hmm. Okay, so um I kind of want to wrap this up around um what are some ways, you know, if if we're feeling if we're feeling isolated, what are some ways we can go to Christ in prayer um, to make sure we're not, um, you know, rushing into things headlong? That we're staying clear on like what our priorities are, and um, and maybe what's a prayer for the flip side of um, folks who are doing the recruitment process right now and selecting people? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I I think um, on the on the first end of that, you know, aside from what I've always found somewhat trite, you know, Jesus is my <laughs> friend, you know, <laughs> Jesus is my best friend. I, and it's so true. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to minimize yeah, yeah. the friendship in Christ, but I, 
I, I think there's so much more to Christ than my friend, you mm-hmm. know. And so, um, but at the same time, I think we turn to the Lord and say, Lord, friendship is, and holy friendship and virtuous friendship is so much a part of the Christian community mm-hmm. that it's not just, you know, a singular me and my best friend, but how, how do I create a sense of friendship, mm-hmm. you know, where we're walking together mm-hmm. in the Lord, you know, and, and even my friends that are of different faith traditions or of no faith tradition, what do I bring to them? What mm-hmm. do you, what, why have you placed me in their lives, yeah. Lord? What do you want from me in that? And I think that prayer um, makes us far more attentive mm-hmm. than in our friendships. And on, on the other side, you know, I think all of us are selective mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and so I don't, I, I certainly understand where uh, Greek life uh, leaders or SLGs, you know, leaders there, you know, they've got to make some selections. And, and yeah. some of what they're doing is saying, who's a good fit and where we would benefit and they would benefit. And this is a good thing. I, I just pray that um, that they take the person that they're considering um, their dignity uh, as the primary mm. uh, focus. Mm. You know, let's dignify all of the applicants mm-hmm. by valuing who they are mm-hmm. and not reducing it to uh, superficial things mm-hmm. that um, are almost embarrassing, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and so uh, if I think uh, um, Greek life leaders that do that are honoring mm-hmm. the the applicant pool that they have. Yeah. And, and and I think good things come from that as a result. Mm-hmm. So asking, asking Jesus to help you see. Yeah. Um, yeah, the see dignity, the dignity in each, of in each, each person. person. See him in each right. applicant. Right. Yeah. Cool. I like that, Father Mike. Yeah, Thank I like you. that too. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> God is good. My he good is friend. your best friend. My best friend. <laughs> Next to Emma Miller, my best friend. <laughs> well, I yes, I yes. Yeah, hope, hope Jesus. Jesus is, is a little there, better, you know? a little higher up than you. <laughs> the ultimate virtuous friend. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of Friarside Chats. It's been a pleasure. Um, Please email us at any time with your thoughts, any questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. You can email me at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Em. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats. Dun, 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 dun. I'm doing that.